0: I'm not saying immigration will save us. However, um, if we look historically at home prices around Canada, not just in our home, in our backyard, they have gone up and that's a supply and demand. We don't have enough supply. We have increasing demand and we have, again, another 190, what I say? 1.931 million uh, permanent residents. Coming to Canada over the next three years, plus work permit, plus student visa. Now that the economy's is open back up and schools are back up, so demand is going to be there. We don't aren't building enough. You know, the, if you look at the federal government's plan for building, um, it's not there. They're they're hoping to build. What were the numbers again? I forget the statistics that we were talking about, like of affordable housing and things like that. Um, I think it was like a hundred thousand units over ten years or something like that. I mean, you've got. $2 million just in the next three years now. So um, that's without other people moving here for work or getting relocated for work or, or what have you. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today.
1: Good morning. Good day. Hello. It is July 12th. It is Tuesday and uh, we're over halfway through the year. We're feeling good. My name is uh, Paul Stevenson. I'm one of the hosts of the Auto Real Estate Podcast. I am a mortgage agent and an owner at Referral Mortgages. And I'm joined today with David Warren, also an owner and a mortgage agent at Referral Mortgages. And uh, we're not joined today by Greg Campbell. Unfortunately, He is uh, he's currently in paradise. He is uh, doing a little tour of Canada. And uh, we miss you, Greg, if you're listening. And he will be back next week. Lots to cover today. Lots of announcements coming up. David, how was uh, the weekend? How are you doing? What's cracking? Oh. You look frozen <clears> on <throat> my screen. W-
0: weekend was great. I mean, other than uh, phone being completely offline on Friday, mm. which was actually pretty nice. Not, not getting a single email or phone call. It was a nice Friday, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then cottage. It was great. Nice and relaxed
1: no complaints whatsoever yeah that was very disruptive i think uh even i, I went for a bike ride with my son after uh, after work on friday went to the uh went to the gas station just to pump up the tires on one of the bikes and then got there and obviously the debit the debit wasn't working either so then uh, he had to ride home on his flat back wheel <laughs> but oh, yeah. uh hey, a little extra work a little extra effort um but yeah no it was it was very interesting i'm sure there's a lot of uh a lot of businesses that had a, a very rough go on friday i know we had uh we had a lunch meeting on Friday and even, you know, the restaurant wasn't able to to use their debit and credit and uh, the most reliable network in Canada was down. So always, uh, (laughs) always great. Um, So let's uh, let's roll into it here. We, we have a few things we wanted to go over. One of which is um, a lot of comments last week, we were talking about, um, you know, home prices and and what's going to be affecting appraisals and so on. And there was a few people that were commenting on some of the things that we said and just wanted to unpack it a bit. So, Um, One of them was uh, I had made a comment about, you know, million dollar homes, not I don't see them dropping down to, you know, five or six hundred thousand. And someone was asking us to kind of unpack that. So there's a few a few things in there that uh, that we can certainly talk to, um, one of which is, as you were, you know, we were talking about before we came on air, Dave, was uh, the immigration to Canada, um, obviously supply and so on. Um, But there's a few other comments. I'll read a few of them just so we can kind of we can just summarize them in, in one discussion. Um, Another comment says, uh, mortgage broker, permanently bullish on the Canadian real estate, check. Realtor, permanently bullish on Canadian real estate, check. All is good. Everything is fine. Real estate always goes up. Immigration will save us. Everyone wants to move to Canada. Need I go on more? (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. Yeah, so do I. Um, and then there was another one. This is actually uh, one that was um, interesting as well because you know when we ever, whenever we talk about the stats in Ottawa, I mean, we're, we're using actual real data. We're not just making up these stats uh, over the last, from the last 65 years. Uh, this says, since 1981, rates have fallen from 21% to last year at 0%. Okay, geniuses. Why do you think 70% of the gains in house price appreciation has come from? Where do you think? Uh, I will tell you rates dropping from 21% to 0%. Uh, give your listeners the correct information cycles going crazy at about 35 year increments. Uh, and then uh, there's a few others, but let's, let's just touch on those. Cause I think it is important for us to actually, uh, uh, you know, expand on our thoughts and, and where we're getting those numbers from and why we believe that that's the case.
0: I think to the, um, the, the comment of, uh, you know, us being bullish, you know, on the market, number one, this is the auto real estate podcast. And and if you look at home prices in Ottawa and you look at home values and and demand and growth of the city, and again, us historically being uh, in the top three in the country for highest average household income, that's where our bullish nature comes from. And and having been in this industry for 10 years and, and seen the home prices go up and not just in the last couple of years, um, And the growth of, of this city, not all markets are, would you be completely bullish on? Do they, you know, does Calgary go through huge cycles? Yeah. Because the, you know, because of the oil sector and what, you know, what's going on there and, and Edmonton and, and Fort Mac, you look at like Fort McMurray, you know, as soon as when investment in in the oil sands is strong, it's booming. But Mm -hmm. when that pulls back, then it's, then it flatlines and and declines and and you get huge uh, devaluations. Ottawa does not have that same type of market. Um, you know, we are strongly um, provincially, federal, and municipal government. Uh, I think it's over 30% of our population or, or working population is, uh, is employed by them. And I know that there was another comment about, um, you know, we hit stagflation, and, and then if Pierre Poilievre becomes uh, prime minister and cuts public service by 20%, Would Ottawa home prices or Ottawa home prices can go down 50%? You know, again, we are, we have over, we have about 30% of the working population in Ottawa uh, in the government, working for the government, um, regardless if there's any pullback in hiring with the feds. Uh, and this has been done in the past and they've typically just changed it over to contracts instead of just actual permanent indeterminate because that affects the numbers. Whereas contractors don't actually affect their numbers. So they just play with them. Um, you know, we're still going to have that. We still have an extremely strong tech sector, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and high paying. So there's a lot of these factors that come into and play into us being us being bullish, if you will. Now it's obviously when we talk about bullish too, we, Give the numbers, and we'll also talk about them. Where we are realistic, whether there's pullbacks or or anything like that. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Paul. Kind of,
1: or yeah, or no, that. I I think what you you made the the most important point there is you know he <clears throat> the comment was made around uh, Canadian real estate, and we're certainly focusing on the Ottawa market, right? When we're talking about these numbers and and where we see home prices going, I'm certainly not going to speculate what the values in uh, Saskatoon are going to be in, in, uh, in August, you know what I mean? I'm talking about in our own backyard where, you know, we have been working here. We have seen the numbers. We kind of understand the ebbs and flows of the market. Uh, and that's certainly what we're focusing on. Uh, and to your other point, like, I think that uh, there are a lot of factors. And and one of those is, like you said, the tech factor, uh, tech sector, excuse me, in Ottawa, uh, is going to continue to grow as we see, um, you know, the evolution of technology and, and cells and cell phones and everything else accelerate, we're going to only see more and more people kind of slide into that tech sector. Uh, and then also with uh, immigration, as we said, I know you have some, you you were reading an article earlier about the, the numbers and, and kind of the statistics around immigration. And Ottawa is certainly one of the hotbeds for People coming to Ottawa, especially you said, you know, a lot of the, the people that are coming, immigrating to Canada are, are skilled professionals uh, and, you know, getting into government positions and things like that, you know, the likelihood is they're going to be in in Ottawa or surrounding areas. So that is kind of where that, you know, those that mindset comes from. Um, did you can you comment on that, Dave, yeah. about the, the immigration um Numbers, yeah. I think it was a so,
0: I mean 2021 Ottawa or, or Ottawa Canada was ranked number one in the world for top choices for immigrating um, in 2022 again it's top 10 it's number one is top 10 best countries in the world Canada Japan Germany Switzerland Australia uh, US New Zealand UK Sweden Netherlands so again we're number one again in that uh, for 2022. And the numbers for 2022, um, so they announced the plan for immigration, uh, Canada did, 2022 to 2024, the government, Canadian government is planning to admit nearly 1.5 million new permanent residents. So this is not work permits, this is not student visas, this is permanent residents uh, over the next three years. So that's 500,000 PRs each year. And the IRCC, so Immigration, Refugee, and Citizenship Canada, uh, they're going to admit an additional 431,645 new permanent residents. And the number of these, a significant number of these will be skilled professionals. Now, um, what does that mean? I mean, I've seen it from clients of mine that are on work permit, getting their PRs. Uh, they are there's now a big push and there is uh, kind of these ticks that you need to when applying for your PR. um, Are you, what's your background? Almost like a resume, if you will, they look at your background, your employment history, credit um, you know, what you've been contributing to uh, the Canadian um, economy and they base their rankings are scored and they base their, you're, you're you're likely getting a permanent residency uh, off of that. So they're Mm -hmm. really looking for those skilled trade, those skilled professionals, uh, around the world to immigrate here. It's not just, um, just trades or, or, you know, kind of just letting anyone in and, and, you know, living off social services or what have you. Um, so, you know, where do we get that to that comment, um, about us being bullish and everything is fine. Real estate always goes up. Immigration will save us. I'm not saying immigration will save us. However, um, if we look historically at home prices around Canada, not just in our home, in our backyard, they have gone up, and that's a supply and demand. We don't have enough supply. We have increasing demand, and we have again another hundred and ninety. What did I say? One point nine three one million uh, permanent residents coming to Canada over the next three years plus work permit plus student visa. Now that the economy's open back up and schools are back up. So demand is going to be there. We don't, aren't building enough. You know, they, if you look at the federal government's plan for building um, it's not there, they're, they're hoping to build, what were the numbers again? I forget the statistics that we were talking about, like of affordable housing and things like that. Um, I think it was like a hundred thousand units over 10 years or something like that. I mean, you've got 2 million just in the next three years coming. So um, that's without other people moving here for work or getting relocated for work or, or what have you. So um, yeah, it, I mean, in, until the supply issue, and we've we said it from the beginning of the pandemic when prices were going crazy until they address the supply issue, mm-hmm. which is um, a, a municipal and provincial issue uh, for red tape and bring down those costs and, and allow for developing quicker and building quicker than then, you know, prices aren't going to keep going up we aren't, we don't wa- I don't like seeing prices kind of go crazy and buyers not be able to, um, to buy, but Canada has an obsession with, with, you know, owning.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's a good segue to, to, to another comment here, which, uh, says you guys, you, you say that you believe buying will pick up towards August leading into winter, which will result in price rises on average, on the average property. Can I ask you why I believe you, why you believe this to be the case? Wow. Well, can tell it's uh, early Um, (laughs) can I ask you why you believe this to be the case in this is this case is oh my gosh is this because you suppose the supply of active listings will level off as less buyers list their home due to seasonality but the supply of buyers remains a constant assuming your prediction comes true what property types do you think will see the highest rise in prices while taking into consideration rate hikes that may continue until years and before possibly pausing Have I missed any other factors here that you have not mentioned? So I just want to say on that point, too, like, I think I was actually the one that said I I thought buying would pick up again. And it's to that exact point. I think that, uh, you know, with especially with seasonality, like I do think that in the summer right now, things tend to slow down. Uh, I think uh, Greg kind of sent us some numbers earlier, which we can certainly talk to. But home, you know, there's a lot of price reductions happening right now, a lot of conditions being put in. And that's likely because people are having to, sellers are having to be very aggressive because they have closings coming up and probably August and September where they have to sell their home. Uh, And also, you know, there's a lot of people that are away right now. You know, they're on to the Greg's a perfect example uh, on vacation or, you know, at the cottage or, or, you know, at the trailer or doing what, you know, camping, whatever they're doing for the summer with the family. And, uh, and that's meaning that there is uh, less people that are kind of putting in offers and, uh, there, you know, there's more homes on the market, less offers going in, and that allows buyers to have a lot more uh, flexibility, right, on their closing date, on their conditions, and especially on sale prices. So, I think the reason why, you know, I expect there to be more buying happening in the in the fall is because, you know, all those people are going to be back. Um, you know, the sellers that are uh, that are currently listed, some of them are probably going. I I would assume uh, might take their home off the market if they're not getting what they think. And if there's less homes on the market, obviously, same amount of buyers, the prices are going to slightly go up. Uh, and I do think that, um, you know, I think over the winter, the last few winters, we've seen home prices uh, escalate quite dramatically because of the fact that there's such a lack of supply. And there's still a lot of people migrating and immigrating into into Ottawa. So that's kind of, I guess, a summary of why I, why I think the buying is going to be up in, in, this, in the fall. But uh, to the current point, uh, Greg sent us kind of an update saying that uh, there's more listings than I've seen in years in July. not an exact number, but we'll get that from him next week. He says price reductions of 50,000 becoming very common if a home hasn't sold in 15 days. Uh, I imagine this is due to sellers needing to sell to close on a new property. So that's just what we had said. Uh, Average days on market has hit 30 in many areas as predicted on uh, Tourette months ago. Uh, List price to sales price ratio hitting 98% in multiple areas. Greg says he predicts it'll hit 95% within a few weeks. Uh, offers are very negotiable, very in capitals. Uh, all conditions will be accepted. I negotiated uh, 75K off a of list price for clients one and a half weeks ago, he said. And then he said he had another deal fall apart as a client who was previously well approved could not afford to buy a new home at a certain price due to the sales price target of their home needing to be about 50000 more than it would have sold at. So that that's you know exactly what, what we're kind of talking to as well, that I think there's going to be a lot of people that maybe have to sell their home that are going to be selling them at, uh, at less than what they were hoping for. And then there's going to be other people that may not have to sell their home that have it listed currently that aren't going to get offers that they want and basically take them off the market again and, and hold out. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Dave? What Like current state of the market and what do you see happening going into the fall?
0: Yeah, I completely agree on the uh, people being on vacation and whatnot and not being around. But And then I also think coming to the end of the summer and into the fall, uh, and into the winter, the economies will have opened up for a while, offices will have opened up. And I think those people that either weren't sure if they'd be working from home permanently, or that were working from home, maybe now they're being told they have to go back to the office. I think those kind of employer-employee um, kind of positioning will, will kind of come to light in, in, after the summer and after the, the, this holiday season. And, uh, and, and so you'll get, I think where some people will be permanently working from home. And so where they've been holding off, maybe, uh, you know, moving for bigger space for their, you know, for home office or what have you, I, or that they're in a condo looking for a town, that sort of thing. I think that that will kind of come to light a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that will drive a little bit of that market there. Um, but, but I mean, all you know, Like right to your, your other points. And, and also just people becoming accustomed right now, people are sticker shocked on rates, um, because we haven't had rates like this in quite a while. And, and, you know, bank of Canada is about to increase prime on Wednesday, uh, or yeah, Wednesday, July 13th. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think as people become, unfortunately, unfortunately, and fortunately, um, used to what the rates are and that, you know what, this is like what the rates are now. And this is what I got to pay if I'm going to move, um, that they, you know, rate that they will be more comfortable with purchasing. I think right now people are holding off cause it's a little bit of a sticker shock. Um, and then the unfortunate side of that is, you know, hopefully also people don't let their, you know, that the rise in interest rates do slow down people's buying because otherwise we're not going to slow down inflation, mm. which is then not going <laughs> to slow down interest rates. Um, so you know, there, there was a, uh, you know, we keep talking about rates and, and, and variable and, and fixed and all that. Um, and, and, you know, bank of Canada's put it out there pretty well. Most economists are expecting, um, upwards of a three quarter of a point hike on Wednesday. So 0.75%, uh, which will increase variable rates by 0.75. You're directly tied to uh, bank of Canada. Fixed rates do not change again with, uh, with any increase by the bank of Canada. Um, but you know, we saw last week, even RBC putting out an article that, um, Canada is likely not to avoid a recession. Um, you know, CIBC capital markets put out the same that they're going to see, um, that they're expecting a recession in 2023 and and rates to fall, uh, shortly thereafter. Uh I mean, so what does that mean? You know, we kind of talk about staying the course, sometimes variable and all that, or looking at short term money for fixed, um, again, this isn't just us saying it. You know, we we do we are referencing um, the people out there and the actual numbers and you know people way smarter than us. Um, you know that that are saying exactly that. We're headed towards a recession in the states. Seventy over seventy five percent, as I've said before, investment banks have factored in a U.S. recession. Canada, same thing is happening here. They're baking in and expecting a recession. What happens in a recession? They have to they bring down that drives down fixed rates and this and the spreads on on bonds and as well on the um, on the Bank of Canada. So it will play a direct impact and, and bring rates back down. So, you know, what we what I've what I've been suggesting to people with variable is stay the course. Um, you know, if you want to lock in and lock into short term, then then so then for sure, but uh, but something to be cognizant of this week. Um, but I wanted to, something I wanted to circle around with as well, because I, as I comment on it of us referencing, um, you know, when we talk about statistics or, uh, reference anything, it's not just always our opinion, um, you know, kind of going back to Canada's, uh, obsession with, with housing, the, this is based on the G7 figures that, Canada, Canada's housing market is the most undersupplied in the G7. So Canada has the least amount of housing units per thousand residents in all of the G7 nations. Um, we're at 424 <laughs> units per thousand residents. France being the highest at 540 and the average being 471. So again, what does this mean? That as we keep, as people keep coming here, as you know, demand keeps going and, and immigration keeps growing, and the government not building enough, you know, affordable housing or or housing for, um, you know, kind of this middle ground of people as they're moving here, uh, this drives housing whether that's buy to live in as a permanent as a, as an owner occupied or as a rental, because again, there's not the affordable housing being built um, for people to live in. So it's falling on individual investors and developers to build and whether that's condos or what have you, people need a a roof over their head again, whether it's rentals or not. Um, But we're short. I mean, we don't have the units and and we are the most undersupplied in all of the G7. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, that's, you know, kind of just wanting to, again, reference, um, and and we've dropped, our numbers have actually dropped across Canada since 2016. So in 2016, we are actually 427 units. So still below the average uh, in the G7, and we're falling down to 424. So we're actually not, we're actually dropping and not building enough homes f- as people come. Uh, and it's in this article f- coming out like based out of the uh, G7 G7 numbers, Canada would need to build 1.8 million new homes in order to satisfy this shortfall. So that's what we'd need to build immediately in order to satisfy this shortfall. Um, I think the federal government last budget was about 100,000 or or building a million over 10 years, I think it was. So, you know, again, that's uh, kind of speaking to where that drive is going to come from. Why are we bullish? Why are we, you know, bullish on pricing or, you know, and it has over history gone up. Um, It's really looking at those external factors and they're and people are driving and coming to larger markets, Toronto, Vancouver, Ottawa, Montreal, Calgary, you know, the larger, really the larger markets with uh, strong employment and, and a a variety of employment.
1: So knowing, knowing that, we're heading in that direction, right? Inflation, I think last I looked was at like 7.7%. Um, Bank of Canada is talking about increasing rates by you know, 75 basis points. So cost of everything else is gonna increase on lines of credit, on mortgages, et cetera, for variable rate clients. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you, in your opinion, do you think that they would increase it by such an amount knowing that inflation is so high and knowing that that's likely gonna push us into a recession where then rates are gonna come back down again?
0: In order to, it's all because inflation's based on demand. There's too much demand right now um, from Canadians for services and product. That that's what's driving up the prices. There's not enough product. There's high demand. It's and that's and it's increasing those pr- prices. You know, obviously, supply still supply chain issues getting sorted out in some cases, um, but that improving. But there's still too much demand. So the only way of squashing that demand is by increasing expenses um which then slows the demand on sir cer- on certain services and things like that you know car buying for example people won't be rushing out and buying new cars because they are that much more expensive to to finance uh things of that nature they'd so, be waiting home- a few months homes.
1: they'd be waiting a few months anyways for that car yeah no for sure <laughs> currently
0: um but and homes you know that you know yeah. they that plays into inflation as well and and there's you know all of those so they raise they raise um they raise the the overnight lending rate, which affects um, that bank prime, driving up those uh, that cost of borrowing as quickly as possible. You you increase that the cost on a line of credit, student debt, like you said, car payments or mortgages. People won't have as much extra money to spend, even though we did just hit the lowest uh, um, uh, employment rate. I think it was four point nine percent last week, but it's it's to really to, to squash that. So I think they should have just done with a, like a one and a half percent jump, you know, in June or, or in May, you know, really just kind of jump it and, and squash inflation Mm -hmm. that would have um, as opposed to just gradually increasing it, if they really want to, to put a, uh, you know, put a stamp on it or, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see how this, how this plays out again, you know, with, employment being so strong. Um, Yeah, I think it'll just be, I think it'll give it a a little bit. I don't think the next announcement is until September, I believe. I think there's a, I think we get a couple months off. So I guess we'll, the the summer market, the summer market off, we'll, um, we'll see what the, you know, over the next, that couple of months, how it, how it goes. But they were expecting inflation to slow a little bit and actually increased on the last announcement. Um, I was reading that they, that there's a lot of people expecting it to even uh, be at just over inflation to be at over 8% for, for mm. July. Um, so, but we'll see how this, this increase, um, this bank of Canada increase kind of moderates things and, and, and changes, but yeah, I mean, it's not, uh, it's something that we certainly haven't, um, really gone through um you know f- really for the, the most part i mean we've gone through rising you know rising interest rates um you know at least in our careers ball in the last 10 years mm-hmm. um you know i know you know prime with this increase if it does go 0.75 will be like i saw somewhere this morning it'll be the highest since 2008, 2008 um yeah. or, or the highest jump no hot prime being the highest yeah, um, prime, since yeah. 2008. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, it, we'll see. You know, it'll be interesting to see how, how, things, um, how things go uh, and, and how, how quickly they start to revert back or whether inflation becomes entrenched and, and, you know, we become so accustomed to these higher prices that everything keeps chugging along. That would be pretty scary as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be, I think over the next you know, remainder of the year, it's going to be an interesting time from like an economic standpoint um, and how the Canadian economy reacts to it and and the everyday uh, homeowner or, or renter and, and how they can continue to afford groceries or, or your regular utilities or what have you. Um, gas being, you know, finally, I say finally coming down because I saw it at $1.70 or something like that uh, end of last week, but which is still crazy to think that that's down.
1: Yeah. Madden, Madden my 11 year old son was like, Oh, he's like, gas is cheap again. I'm like, Oh, what? It's cheap. He's like, yeah, it's just out of 178. I was like, Oh yeah. Very, very cheap. Very <laughs> affordable now. Much better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next announcement, September 8th, it looks like from Bank of Canada. So we do have a little, uh, a few months there. There is still a lot of like, I mean, I know we talk about it. So, I mean, anyone who's listening to the show would understand, but I was speaking to a newer realtor, uh, friend of mine recently, and he was saying, Oh, I, you know, I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of rate hikes coming soon. And I think there is that, there's still that misconception that, you know, based on likely the headlines, you know, rate hikes coming, rate hikes coming. Um, When the Bank of Canada raises those rates, you know, the the fixed rates themselves are not affected by that. You know, so we were talking about recently when fixed rates were going up and uh, clients need to get re-pre-approved. We've talked about this before, but anyone who was pre-approved, you know, two, three months ago, 100% needs to be pre-approved again because their, you know, their pre-approval amount is going to have shifted. But with variable rates, like that rate going up for existing variable rate mortgage holders, it's going to impact them. But for people that are pre-approved, this rate hike actually doesn't change much for them. I mean, it will when they buy their home, but as far as their pre-approval amount, it doesn't change. So he was specifically asking me about pre-approved clients that we had uh, and how this rate hike is going to impact them. So I had to kind of break that down. But I think that's a common, uh, common misconception for um, most people as they see you know, Bank of Canada raising rates. And they just assume that's across the board. Like every rate is going to be higher now. Uh, and that's not the case. So, just important to, to kind of clarify that. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. The sad. other thing,
1: sorry, Dave. Oh. The, other, the other thing he was saying was that um, he was, I was asking about his pre approved clients. And he said that a lot of them have told him that they're sitting on the sidelines right now waiting, which I know we've talked about. Um, and he was asking me, he's like, you know, what, uh, like, basically, what, what are your thoughts on that? And I said, well, I said, you know, you know who else is waiting on the sidelines right now? Uh, everyone. Is waiting on the sidelines. So uh, as soon as that first person steps foot on the field, uh, we're going to see a lot of uh, aggressive buyers again. This is my opinion. Again, I'm not uh, I'm not saying this is fact. I don't have a crystal ball, as we always say, but uh, I do think that there is a, a large amount of people that are kind of waiting to see where the market goes. Um, and I think that that, you know, I said it last week, I think as well, but I think this is actually a, a very good buying opportunity. As Greg said, prices are uh, lower than they have been. You're able to put in, uh, you know, actually putting conditions on your offer. You can actually negotiate the price, uh, but that's, that is not going to stay forever. There's no way that market is going to sustain itself for, you know, years to come. So this is, it's like anything, you know, you're watching, like I said last week, if you're watching the, um, you know, uh, the, the TSX or the, uh, you know, the NASDAQ or, or the crypto market or anything like, you, you know, you see them fluctuate, uh, and when they're down, people always say, well, I'm going to just going to wait and see where the market goes. But like, those are the times that you should be getting into the market because when it starts going up again, it's, it's too late then, right? And then there's going to be another reason why uh, why they're sitting on the sidelines. So um, if you're sitting on the sidelines, definitely, you know, hydrate, uh, eat your orange slices, mm-hmm. hey, waiting for waiting for half to start. But uh, definitely don't sit there too long because if you actually do want to buy, I mean, again, just basing it on stats in Ottawa, uh, the prices are going to go up again, and, and you might miss that opportunity to get the home at the price that you were, were hoping to get it at. You know, a year ago, waiting for prices to come down. They've they've come down now, so now so, is the time to get in.
0: I, um, as you were talking there, I was uh, I was crunching the quick numbers because it as you were, things you were saying were uh, reminding me. Uh, so you know, Greg mentioning him getting seventy five thousand off the list price, and and a lot of prices you know dropping at uh, or coming down or relisting fifty thousand less. So let's say you got a mortgage uh, over a year ago at uh, your mortgage balance starting out was $500,000 and your rate was, what rate did I use here? Uh, 2.89% on a 25-year amortization. So very good rate. Your payments would be 23.42 a month. Let's say with that $75,000 price drop, you're, you're now, your mortgage is now 425 instead of 500 and your rate is 499. So what you would get a, uh, a, you know, a mortgage at right now uh, on a five-year fixed insured, the payments would be 2482. It's a difference of $139 a month. So you know, really to put it in context, that you know, waiting for in- interest rates to come down and like you just said, buyers now coming back to the fold and that increased demand driving that price up um, you know, back to that 500,000, what your you know loan amount would have been or higher that increase of $75,000 or more, um, waiting for that interest rate to come down, you know, really the difference is $139 a month. So it's not, it's not a significant, you know, there's, there's other components obviously do a mortgage payment, you know, principal pay down and interest you're paying and things like that. But if you're looking at being in the, if you're looking at needing a home or wanting a home, um, Getting in at a time when there are is there, there's less competition, you can put in conditions. Um, you know, you might be able to get more of a de- even more of a deal. Uh, you know, even less. You know, at a, a lesser price than even that seventy five off. Uh, in this example, really the difference is that yes, your interest rate going to be high initially by one hundred thirty nine bucks. You know, again, this is just out of this example. Going to now go sh- go short term money. And and when we you know like the uh, all the economists are saying that we're more than likely hitting a recession, which drives down those rates, go two year fix, three year fix or variable, and lock in or or renew in two years or three years when rates come back down. Um, and really, it will have cost you one hundred and thirty nine dollars a month in this in this example, um, and you will have taken like you just said that that um, you will have ro- rode the market on the way up mm-hmm. uh, as as demand comes right back to the fold.
1: Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of that. You know, I talked about it. It's probably about a year ago now, but when I was talking about my first home purchase, you know, I bought a town home, this is in 2011 um, for 212,000 and sold it seven years later for 217,000. So it wasn't a market like now where the homes are, you know, going up eight, 10, 15, 20% a year. Uh, you know, I made Literally 5,000 over seven years, but because of the principal pay down, regardless, I think my rate was hovering around 4% at that time as well. I think it was 379 or 389 fixed at that time, uh, or might have been variable. I think I might have taken a short-term fix on that renewal. But uh, now that I think about it, I I thought it was permanently variable, but now I'm thinking about it. pretty sure it was a fixed rate. Either way, it was around 4%. Um, and just because of that principal pay down, like you said, Dave, like, you know, kind of seeing it over the long term, over that seven years, there was still enough equity in the home to allow me to get the down payment for that next purchase, which was at the time going to be my forever home, you know, so, um, which doesn't exist, but uh, <laughs> But yeah, but it's it's important to just look at the big picture and not think of it as, you know, if you're trying to time the market perfectly, you're never going to do that. And if you're waiting for rates to come down, you know, when the rates come down, something else is going to change. Homes are going to be up or there's always going to be some factor. There's never going to be a perfect scenario where home prices are low, rates are low, uh, you know, zero down payment. Like it's just it's never going to happen. So there's always going to be something. That is going to be maybe a, a detractor or something that that is going to make you hesitate to get into the market. But again, that's why it's important to take a step back and look at, you know, zoom out a bit, if you may, uh, and look at the big picture and and think about like why why do I want to buy a home if it's just to have a place to live? Uh, it's still going to be better than renting. And if you're buying it as an investment, then as I said, like now, if you again zooming out, now is the dip in the market that you want to be getting into because you know as home prices increase in value again. You're going to be in a good position, and even if they don't increase in value and they stay stagnant, you're still going to get that principal pay down, and it's still going to become, um, you know, an asset over the long term. So,
0: well, I'm, we're getting notified that uh, we've been talking a long time. So Steve, why don't we, uh, why don't we his end watch, it here eh? and some content for next week and yeah. uh,
1: and slide into the mood boost? Let's do it. Uh, so I have let's go with uh, four today. I have four. Um, two I think are great. Two are. Okay, so we'll start with, uh, I won't even tell you which ones are which. Number one here, what is the most expensive fish in the world? The goldfish. Mm. The goldfish. Um, Number two, what is a tree's favorite drink? Root beer. (laughs) Root beer. Um, Number three, Why couldn't the farmer's horse run? Mm -hmm. It was stalled. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And number four, my personal favorite. Why would a pig dressed in black never get bullied? Because Batman has sworn to protect Gotham. Wow, really? Wow. Wow. And I'll use, actually, I'll give you a fifth, my son's. Yeah, please do don't you,
0: end on that one. Please don't do end call, on that one.
1: What do you call a fish with no eyes? Huh? <laughs> That's a better one to end on. That's yeah. a better one. <laughs> uh, thank you as always to our listeners. Uh, you know, we wouldn't obviously be doing this unless you listened. So we're very happy that, uh, that you do every week. Um, shout out to North Brew Coffee our coffee sponsor. If you use the promo code podcast, they're going to give you 20% off of your coffee order. Just northbrew.ca. Shout out to Referral Mortgages, all of our amazing agents, our operations team. Uh, shout outs to the agency, the Agency Ottawa, Greg Campbell. And last but not least, Stephen Hopkins, our amazing producer. And to all of you, again, if you're listening, please subscribe, leave a comment. We do read them all, as you, as you can tell. Uh, you know, like, review, share, And uh, we'll be back next week with an update. See where the market stands. Until then, have a great week. And uh, thanks again for listening. Deuces. Deuces.
0: Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Because we'd really like that.